Hey, welcome back to the Passive Buddies podcast. And today we are covering what skills do you need to succeed in the online world? What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. Brandon, do you have any skills? I think I've uh, got a few skills over the years, just maybe one or two. What about you? Apart from your costume selection, we're not we're not like talking about your costume selection now, okay? Yeah. Like actual <laughs> skills. <laughs> I, I do only have about one or two costume selections also. So skills and costume selection are about on the same page. Uh, I would actually consider one of my skills as costume selection because I can narrow it down. I don't have to, I'm not, I don't have these shiny objects all over. I just have like two outfits that I picked from. It's either cut off sleeves or, um, pajamas. So, well, that's, that's not the tutu. That's not the tutu I've ever seen you but, uh, Well, hey, hey, that's that's late night happy hour. Come on now. <laughs> but that tutu does come in to one it, of these skills, which I think it, is quite clever. It makes me, it brings out my eyes, that those pink tutus. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely go into the topic about that in a later podcast, definitely about uh, how I went to Burning Man. That's a, a whole different subject. But today we're going to be talking about online skills and how you can use those skills to start a business or even make a crap ton of money online. So let's let's get into it. Yeah, and do you know what, mate? Obviously, and the reason I mentioned the two, two apart from just have a bit of a laugh, was it leads nicely into like skill number one, isn't it? Which is marketing. So, like, no matter you can build the best product in the world, but if you can't be found or seen, hence the two, two, you are never going to get any traffic to this amazing project product of yours. So, therefore, marketing becomes absolutely crucial. Would you agree? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, marketing is amazing skill set to have. It's it's so that people can. Like you said, see your product, find your product. If they don't know where, what they're looking for. And we'll talk about research skills and how those kind of are combined, but being able to find you to actually buy your product or just to get on your email list, to find your YouTube channel, all these uh, marketing skills are super important. So I think that if you're able to, I always bring up the analogy of golfing. And if your marketing is like your first swing off the the fair, where you're trying to get it as close to the green as possible, and then your putter is more of your sales team. Mm. And so if you can have a great uh, driver that drives that uh, content out there and that marketing out there, which is the marketing is your driver. It's the best way to really get your product sold because if you can have a strong marketing team, you don't need to really have that much uh, to do with sales. And I think a lot of people are afraid of sales. And so marketing is a a great way to get started and learn as uh, I think one of the best skills you can have. And if they started teaching that in school, oh man, life would be grand. And then, you know what, mate? We, we refer back to the school system quite a lot, don't we? And as you say, like it's it's a case of if some of these things actually got taught, the world would be in a such different place. Yeah, there'd be less like like manual labor jobs, but the world financially would be in it. The money would be flowing a hell of a lot more than it does right now, which is probably why they don't teach it. 
Like marketing is absolutely crazy. Um, and do you know what? Like people who say, oh, I'm not that good at marketing, like they need to actually take a look at their their life in terms of what they do. Like, for instance, you market yourself to get yourself into a good college or university, you market yourself to get a girlfriend, you market yourself to your friends, like you yeah. like your your teams, like it's constantly, it's just about obviously presenting you in a light that you want and being found. Like we do this every single day. Like just because we move online, it doesn't mean that it's any less different. Yeah, I, I think that that's a good, I like that, that you are, I mean, when you go and apply to a college and you write down your your letter of recommendations, and I mean, that's the, your testimonials that you have online. If you fill out, you know, your course material um, that you've done in your, and got all your grades, those are all the skills you've learned through uh, online, I mean, what you're learning right now. So all these are, you're doing marketing in your life every single day. You just don't know it, but now you're kind of bringing it into the online world and being able to market whatever product you are versus yourself. You're able to market your uh, sales uh, consulting company or whatever that is that you're selling um, instead of you know marketing to your friends of why they should put you uh, kind of in their inner circle in a sense or your best friend or whatever. Which kind of brings us to. Uh, do you want? Do you have anything else to add to that marketing? To be fair, ninety percent of the podcast is about marketing. So if you, if right. you are interested more on marketing, hundred percent go through the episodes, take a look, and um, there's lots we cover, a hell of a lot, and there's more coming up. Um, so yeah, if you want to deep dive into different aspects of marketing, obviously go check out some of the other episodes. But no, mate, yeah, lead nicely into that next one. Which is networking. I think that if you're able to network with people, build relationships online, I mean, that's what we do. That's kind of what we do growing up. We, we meet people, we decide, hey, they're, they're, you know, they're going to enhance my life in some way, or they're not going to enhance my life and I should probably stay away from them. Uh, do you, how important do you think? I mean, that's how we kind of connected is through networking, right? Yeah. And you know what? Like, obviously, the whole, um, Oh, you need to go to a networking event, so she needs to network with people. Actually, you do and you don't. Like, you have to go to the right type of networking events. Like, yeah, we met online, um, obviously through Facebook, and then obviously we've continued our relationship, which we spoke about. Um, but if you just go out and go, oh yeah, I'll just join a networking event. Like, what you're actually doing is you're actually diluting the chances of finding the right person. Um, because obviously those networking events are house with so many different types of people. Like I can walk into a networking room and it'll be like an accountant, a painter, a printer, like and just so many different random non-specific businesses. Whereas if you go online and you start networking online, you connect with the exact right person you want to be talking to, which means it's more laser focused and it can grow your your network into into crazy amounts. Like obviously me and Brandon, we spoke about in it might have been the last episode or the one before that, um, about obviously what we've brought to the table in terms of our relationship and how that's progressed and other people that we've been around. Like networking online is actually crazy. You'll find yourself in a position of if you do it right, where you actually prefer speaking to your online friends and your offline friends. Yeah. Because your online friends are like it's that community feel, isn't it? You're like you're part of that community. Um, you're part of those people. Like you talk the same stuff and you love the same stuff. And it's just an easy way of finding people in your niche and with your same interests. What and what's crazy is Facebook and a lot of these other social medias is they they have algorithms that kind of push you together. I mean, that's kind of what the algorithm is supposed to do is kind of create this um, 
echo chamber. And that's a good thing and that's a bad thing, but it also it allows us to find people that are similar interests, uh, similar in kind of things that people are talking about online or job descriptions. It allows people to be brought together. And Facebook does that. I mean, if you look at your Facebook suggested friends, uh, they're typically people that uh, share the same interests with you or went to the same schools as you or uh, have gone to the same college as you. And not so much anymore, I guess, with the, the college and the schools, but the similar interests, the similar political views, and that tends to bring people together and makes it so much easier with networking than with going to, say, a networking event where a lot of those people at these network events are more trying to sell you on something or they're new and they're learning how to talk. I remember going to this company called BNI when I lived in California, which is Business Networking International, I believe. Mm. And it was pretty, I mean, it was a good thing for me because it taught me how to kind of publicly speak because we're forced to go in front of everyone and say like our 10 second elevator pitch or what we were doing. And it got me comfortable talking in front of a group of people. And I think that if you lack those skills, then that's a great way to do that. But uh, as far as networking, I just don't, I mean, I never talked to any of those people ever really again since I moved. Um, so I think that networking, I mean, now just with Facebook, me and you have become long-term friends because of it. And I think that if you can network online, that's a great skill to have. Oh, definitely. And you, you're right on you. Like you've, your time's so precious. You've got to be careful where you put it. Um, so at, like, at that point, it was the case of like finding the right person on networking. It is crucial to your journey. Like obviously how me and Brandon obviously mutually benefited from obviously this relationship. Not like we, we started speaking because we wanted to like sell each other or anything, but we literally just mutually benefited. Um, and it's the same with like these online relationships will actually save you for a hell of a lot longer, as you say, than a and i um and right. like all those stuff like i've been to b and i and they're okay but your business online is a bit too specific to just wander around those type of places and waste right. your time right yeah and it's it's crazy i i think that you can also use networking as a way i mean there's a kind of a method people call the top dream 100 or dream 1000 or 100 100 true fans or 1000 true fans Whatever you call it, I mean, those are two different things, but people, that's kind of networking. And if you can use the Dream 100 where your Dream 100, which is like your, the people, if you were to connect with your top 100 person, people in life that would make your business grow exponentially because they're the person that, and we've talked about this before, of having one person in front of you one step ahead of you and two steps ahead of you, this would be connecting with someone who's like five steps ahead of you and how they would help grow your business. And obviously you it's one, it's networking one, it's marketing towards them so that they can build that relationship and why it would be beneficial to them to be in part of your network. Because obviously if they're five steps ahead of you, what can you really bring to them? So if you are able to land one of those dream 100, then it would exponentially grow your business. And that's what a lot of people teach online. So you're welcome for giving you the rundown instead of having to pay uh, thousands of dollars of uh, people to teach you that same kind of strategy. But uh, the next thing that I think is very important or skill to have would be sales. Would you 
do you think sales are important or do you think sales are, man, you know, I'm afraid of sales. I should never sell to anyone because selling is bad. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've, I've actually got a split opinion on this, which is quite interesting. Um, so like actually when I come online, sales was the first skill I learned. So I went into Dan Lock's HTC course, learned sales, um, and obviously like went and became a closer because I, I knew I needed to learn to sell high ticket. Um, so that was absolutely fine. I learned that skill. But as I got further and further into sales, obviously my, my sales skills were great. But if the marketing that I was closing for wasn't good enough, my sales meant jack shit right so it actually became the marketing became more of the focus i was like right well as you say like how strong can you make that driver and if you make that driver strong like so strong you get so close to the hole like you just need to tap it in um, right. then absolutely fantastic but as a salesperson if that person's missed part of that marketing journey or coming through a different route and ended up on a call your sales skills still need to be good and that's obviously going through that framework and, and taking them through a specific journey on calls that actually allows you to to dig deep and get the results you want um i call it obviously like the three levels of pain now i don't actually want people to feel pain on a sales call but you need to get past the surface level and i was, I was talking to a student about this last night and um, you actually have to get past the surface level conversation in order to close a deal so the, the deeper you can go into the emotions, the effects of what's going on right now and how it's affecting their life or business, the deeper you can go into that, the easier it will be to close the deal at the end. Now, I'm not saying use your emotion or use their emotions against them, but leverage their emotions, their pain that they're in right now to help find the solution. If that solution isn't your product, do not sell them. Like there's, It's absolutely pointless. It'll cause you more harm than good. But if your solution is the right fit for all of these problems that they've got and you've got them into like the, the deep level of, of pain, like they've shared that with you, then your sales on the back end becomes so much easier. Yeah, it's, it's much easier to sell towards pain than to pleasure. If you're able to help someone r remove that pain, that thorn, um, one, it's going to alleviate them. They're going to feel a whole lot better. They're going to be like, wow, this really changed my life. Not only that, they're going to start being your marketing team because they're going to talk about how you've been able to really change their lives. So that's, I mean, that's amazing too. So if you're able to, and like you said, you shouldn't just focus on trying to manipulate them by stirring their emotions. You need to be able to actually solve the problem that they're having. And if you're not, I mean, I see this all the time that a lot of these coaches online um, are great sales guys and they're great marketing, but they're, they're not really helping their perfect audience. They're just selling anyone and getting them into their program and then kind of just leaving them to do whatever it is they've done. They made the sale and now they're like, ah, made the money, um, kind of hands off now. I don't really need to do anything for them. And I think that's uh, very, a very bad thing to do. You shouldn't just uh, sell people to sell them. You should actually be able to solve their problems and be able to create a solution for them. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've seen all the time too. Oh yeah, most definitely. And you'd say that the sales, like to be successful in this world, I would say like the sales is definitely needed. Um, but if you can't deliver on your promise, that sale was absolutely pointless because it will cause you more harm than good. And that's where the qualification within that sales call is crucial. Like, cause you yeah. need to make sure you can help them, whether it's their 
whether if you can't help them, it's either something that they're showing that you don't think you can fix, or it could be an, a mental block, it could be an emotional, it could be a, a skill that you don't think they'll grasp. All of those are disqualification. Um, right. And then from once that, that payment's been made, then you need to be able to help them. Right, right, right. And then, I mean, that leads us into research skills. I think, I mean, we learn research skills in uh, just in school, you know, doing our research. What is that? Uh, that um, thing you have to fill out for your, um, can't think of the term right now, but uh, where you, anyways, it doesn't matter. Research <laughs> skills are important because, I mean, it goes hand in hand with marketing. If you can do your market research, see what, what I mean, all, I think research skills are important for both marketing and sales because if you can learn your market research, learn what your market's doing, your target audience is doing, being able to see what their pain points are, being able to see what they're trying to overcome or struggle with, then you can put that all in your marketing, which strengthens your marketing. And then you don't need as much on the, the sales end. So being able to figure out what uh, is, I mean, it's funny when I was, I, um, when I was doing real estate very heavily, we, uh, I got up to 10 rental properties. And when I was creating a course, I totally forgot about debt to income ratio. And because I was able to kind of talk to people and learn from them through our kind of beta program, when we had that, I don't look for it. It's not online. So don't worry about it. You're not, I'm not trying to sell you guys anything. <laughs> um, but what you can do is subscribe to the podcast or this YouTube video, depending on what you're seeing. And that'd be good enough for us. So to back to the market research is when I was actually going through this beta program with our, our clients, they started bringing up uh, debt to income ratio. And I never had that problem because I, I was never a factor for me. I had very low debt. I had literally no debt. And all my money from uh, personal training was quite a, substantial. So the debt to income ratio never came to about. But people who have college uh, degrees where they have to pay that for college tuition, when they have credit card debt, when they have uh, all sorts of debt, mortgage debt, um, um, you know, all sorts of debt that comes into play. And I totally forgot about that because I've, I've had so much cash flow coming in from uh, buying multiple rental properties now that uh, that came into uh be a problem. So I actually had to go back and do the market research to remember what the debt to income ratio percentage was, uh, all the things, the roadblocks that people might actually come in contact as when you're, you know, 10 steps ahead of someone who's just getting back in, you need to learn all those things that you might've thought as not needed because it wasn't part of kind of your roadblocks. You need to know what the roadblocks of your target audience would be. And so I think market research is huge when it comes to, and, and again, that comes with marketing. So that's kind of a subsect of marketing, but understanding how to research your target audience and what their roadblocks would be. So there's different ways, obviously, you can then go and attack this whole research section because, obviously, a lot of people say you need to research, but don't really tell you too much. Like, it's different, like, if you wanted to find out what people are typing in and what people are searching for, there's different websites that you've got to answer the public. So if you put a key term in there, then that will give you a load of questions that get typed in Google. So then that, obviously, 
if people are typing those things in, that then allows you to see what people are struggling with and you can write those things down. Um, another way is obviously then you can go into Google Trends. You can type in those keywords, those questions and see what the trend is and see what other related questions are there. And then what you're doing is you're building a bank of questions that need answering. And you can then obviously go and address them in your marketing, in your um, objections, and, and you can build that scenario up. Um, there's also like SEM Rush. That's another one. Um, free trial for 30 days. Um, definitely do cancel it before that because it's quite expensive. Um, but SEM Rush, you can do the exact same thing where you can type in a keyword, get questions, get broad matches, all those different things. You can see the trends, how many monthly searches, and all of that will help you combine basically a list of data that's right okay these questions are being answered this question's on the rise this problem keeps occurring you can do the same in youtube start typing in keywords and see what youtube suggests the same with google and from that another thing that you can do um, i've seen a, a couple of courses suggest this like you can go and like book interviews with people that you think that are in your target audience just ask them questions ask them questions and go right okay so like it looks like you're in your target audience but like i'm not here to pitch i just want to learn like what you're struggling with how you're struggling with what you type in in google all those type of things to get a full wrap of your you know, of your that client avatar that target audience and then you can take that and then start playing with your marketing then go find where you need to network and then basically you you've got a full picture of that person so you know what you need to say how you need to say in sales to get those deals over the line and there's a great website called answer the public where you can i don't know if you've seen this i'm sure you have but um, like, say you put in one key term like real estate, it'll give you a whole like Venn diagram of the who, what, will, why, are, which, how, can, and where. Um, and then it has all the questions. So like for when, it says, when will the real estate bubble burst? Uh, when real estate prices are expected to decrease? And then like, are, are real estate agents rich? Are real estate agents regulated? Um, how it says how real estate agents find clients. So it has this whole uh, picture diagram of like the, the common questions you would get, which you can use to go deeper on uh, on your research. So that is called answerthepublic.com, a really good, useful tool. If you want to use things like Google and Google Trends, it's a kind of a hot map in a sense that I really like. No, that's actually, and that starts leading us quite nicely into systems and tech, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it definitely does. No matter what you build online, you're going to need to build it. So there may be some tech skills required. Don't get scared at this point and do not switch the podcast off. It's actually a little bit easier than you think. Um, there's certain softwares where, like, if you wanted to build a website, it's drag and drop. Um, so there's certain softwares that you can use there that will allow that to happen. So instead of like all this like coding and all that crap, you can literally just drag and drop, build a website. Some websites have got template or some website builders have got templates, stuff like that. But obviously when you get some good marketing, some sales and some research skills, you could literally just run it off a Facebook profile and a Stripe account. And that would do what you needed to do to start with. That'll bring the cash flow in to go and hire a tech guy. And um, when things go a bit more complicated, like building funnels, like building proper websites. Um, but what you'd need to understand before you outsource any of that type of scenario, you need to be able to have a look at the system you want to create now. And you need to look at that at a high level overview. I use a, 
a, pro, um, a software for free called Lucid Chart, and you can literally just map everything out where it's going to go, where the next person moves to, and all those things. If you can map that out and then hand it to a tech guy, then you don't need your tech skills, but you need to understand how your ecosystem works. I, uh, I'm actually looking up Lucid Charts. I actually used this before, and I'm, I'm glad you said it because now I uh, have found it again. Um, so that's definitely a great research tool. Like you said, I mean, it, all you really need is a Stripe account and a Facebook account, and you can literally use a, you can log into Stripe, you can create your product, and you can send a link to someone or an invoice and their email, and they can pay it for you. And that's an easy way to get started. Um, from there, you do want to either hire someone to create your funnels for you, create your uh, email campaigns, all the techie stuff um, that goes into building a business, or you can do it yourself. But obviously, if you are making money, uh, your time is valuable. So you can always outsource uh, a lot of that other, the other systems and the tech that is in place. But it is important to understand the roadmap and understand the kind of journey that people go through for uh, your product. So if you have, say, for instance, a low ticket offer, and this is later on in your journey, you should definitely more start with a higher ticket offer because your time is valuable and you don't want to be selling like $27 products organically. You can obviously set up ads to do that for you if you want. But um yeah, understanding systems and understanding tech is super important, but really all you, and that's why it's last on our list because really you only do need Stripe and a Facebook account to start making money. Yeah, 100%. Like, obviously, don't worry about the tech. Don't let that be just because it's like for us, it's what once the step one, two, three, four, five, step five. Don't let step five scare you from starting step one. Okay. Right. So if you want to learn, like, go and build your personal brand, go and, like, just start building that community. That's step number one in the marketing. And obviously step number two is networking, which you run parallel. Start that process, start building that, and the rest will come in natural order. But don't let any of those steps that you think, oh, I'm not really good at research or I'm not really good at sales, like, just start marketing, Okay, just just start building that brand, just start creating content and start building that community. And then from there, everything else will naturally fall into line. And then, you know, the, there's a common phrase that says, dig your well before you need it. And it's important to, I mean, you, you need to start building the audience. I mean, that's kind of where things are going now with, uh, I mean, just with anything. I mean, online personalities, communities, that's where the big money's at. I mean, you look at... Uh, Elon Musk, who wasn't really on Twitter four years ago, five years ago, and he became popular, who grew his businesses, did really well, and then started getting on Twitter. And now he's able to really change markets, if you think about it. I mean, he can make a tweet and the crypto market goes up or it goes down. Uh, the stock market goes up or it goes down. Mm. So he's built his businesses and and his uh, products and then he went on Twitter, but he already had he already had like a following. He just now kind of started monopolizing it and was able to really just shift uh, full on markets. So uh, it's crazy if you're able to really build a community and grow and uh, become known. You can do a lot of things with that, and that doesn't mean you should take advantage of that. It just means that that's where. 
I mean, we're on the internet, we're on the World Wide Web, we are community driven. So if you're able to grow that that community of yours, then you're going to do very well for yourself. And I think obviously like the community and the, the following is absolutely crucial, but you don't need a big one. Like you don't need a huge following in order oh. to make 10, 20, 30, 40K a per month. Like it doesn't need to be absolutely massive. It just needs to be the right audience. And that can still be monetized at a small level. Um, so don't think you've got to put in years and years and years away just to get a dollar. Like You can build up a small community that are willing to pay you quite quickly. The first thing is you've got to start. Yeah. And I mean, with... I like to talk about the, the 100 true fans because if you literally have 100 people paying you $100 a month, then you have a six-figure business. And that's really as easy as it gets. And I mean, obviously, with economies of scale, you can take that to you only need 10 people paying you $1,000 a month, or you can have a 1,000 people paying you $1,000 a month, and you're making quite a bit of money. So, I mean... In the grand scheme of things, you only really need 100 people to pay you $100 a month to have a six-figure business, and you are well on your way. And you can take that money and then obviously invest it in real estate or invest it in whatever uh, to buy back your time. I'm a big believer in building active income and then buying passive income. So if you're able to do that, then you are going to be well protected and well on your way to living the boring passive way and being part of the passive buddies so if you guys want to learn more about the passive buddies definitely check down the links below we have some great information uh in the links below so you can learn more about how to hone your skills but also please subscribe to the podcast it's all we really want you to do that helps us get more views so that more people can learn how to do marketing correctly without paying a dime. So until next time, guys, uh, actually, did you want to add anything to that? Um, No, mate, you were finishing this off perfectly. I was actually enjoying not having to do this. So (laughs) you go for it. So if you guys want to, uh, well, I don't know what I was going to say. Thank you so much for uh, subscribing to the podcast, you guys, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into that latest episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. I hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you can go and make a difference in your life, in your finances, in your family's life. If you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, ask some questions, learn step-by-step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it, then there's a link to our free group below. Definitely click that link join the free facebook group and let's connect and let's help you get to your next steps see you on the next episode guys